And now, America's number one show on pop culture and politics. This is the Michael Medved Show. And another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. Not such a great day for the Biden family uh, with Hunter Biden reaching a deal, apparently. So it has been reported to plead guilty in uh, tax violations and gun violations. And uh, the response from a lot of people on the Republican side of things has been angry. Uh, has been indignant, uh, suggesting that Hunter Biden, who is uh, not a pillar of rectitude in any sense of the word, is getting off easy, while President Trump, who is a hero to many Americans, in fact, there is a new song in his praise. It is the semi-official new uh, Trump rally song. It's called Trump Saved the USA. And uh, there are many, many people who believe that what uh, was done to President Trump in terms of the indictments uh, that uh, took place in Florida and the other indictments that took place in uh, New York City and the more indictments coming down the road that President Trump is being singled out for unfair treatment. Is that true? What is the nature of the latest on the Hunter Biden story? We will get to that on the Michael Medved show. There's also a new perspective available because of a very thorough and outstanding job, by the way, by Brett Baer, who is one of the best people in broadcast media, it seems to me. Uh, Brett Baer had an interview with uh, President Trump and uh, placing his entire problem uh, with uh, various charges against him into some context. And speaking of a problem, is America about to be engulfed by a rising tide? This has nothing to do with global warming. It has to do with an alarming full-page ad placed by the Freedom From Religion Foundation about the rising tide of theocracy and white Christian nationalism. What does that mean? We'll be speaking to the founder and director of the Freedom From Religion Foundation, uh, Dan Barker, coming up on the Michael Medved Show. First, we're also going to be speaking with Gordon Chang about the latest uh, interaction between our nation and the uh, communist China. And uh, the most recent visit by Antony Blinken, the Secretary of State for President Biden, was this a sellout? Is it a preparation for a sellout? Does it mean that uh, somehow our support for Taiwan is going to be less reliable? Uh, we will get to that coming up also with uh, Gordon Chang. 1-800-955-1776 uh, is our phone number. Uh, first up, the question of Hunter Biden. This was Speaker Kevin McCarthy. He uh, was at the Capitol today, and he reacted to the reports uh, from the Washington Post and elsewhere about the Hunter Biden plea deal. Uh, here's Speaker McCarthy, clip 18. My first reaction is it continues to show the two-tier system in America. If you were the president's leading political opponent, the DOJ tries to literally put 
put you in jail and give you prison time. If you are the president's son, you get a sweetheart deal. Now, this does nothing to our investigation. It actually should enhance our investigation because the DOJ should not be able to withhold any information now saying that because of pending investigation, they should be able to provide Chairman Comer with any information that he requires. Okay, the the investigation that they are dealing with has to do with allegations of a, a great deal of money passing from foreign interests in Ukraine and in China into the Biden family. And it also means that uh, suggests that the president of the United States was more uh, involved here than he would acknowledge. The uh, way the story is covered this morning in the Washington Post, President Biden's son Hunter has reached a tentative agreement with federal prosecutors to plead guilty to two minor tax crimes. They are misdemeanors, not felonies, and admit to the facts of a gun charge under terms that would likely keep him out of jail, according to court papers filed today. Uh, the the tax violations, by the way, are are not just uh, violations that would be small time for Hunter Biden. They would be small time for anybody. That's not a recommendation that anybody forget about paying taxes. But I actually know people, uh, good people and solid citizens and patriotic Americans who in younger days uh, just ignored filing tax returns. They just didn't do it. And uh, that can get you in a great deal of trouble. It's a very bad thing to do. You have to pay your back taxes, which, by the way, Hunter Biden already has, uh, plus uh, interest and uh, plus sometimes there are penalties that go with it. But the idea that uh, this does not lead you to a jail term well, that's right with Hunter. The gun term, uh, the gun crime, is more serious. That is a felony. Uh, this agreement, uh, they, uh, they say in the Washington Post, caps an investigation that was opened five years ago during the Trump administration and has generated intense interest and criticism since 2020 from Republican politicians who accused the Biden administration of reluctance to pursue the case. The terms of the proposed deal negotiated uh, with Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss, who, by the way, was appointed by President Trump. And I have been looking. There is almost nothing that you can find uh, in terms of background on David Weiss that would indicate a political orientation. He is not one of those people who does have, uh, it, it would seem, a background in the Democratic or the Republican Party. In any event, he's widely respected. He's been a holdover uh, in the Biden administration from Donald Trump's administration. And uh, the terms of whatever deal they finally work out or announce when the deal is completed, it's also likely to face intense scrutiny. The court papers indicate that the younger Biden has tentatively agreed to plead guilty to two misdemeanor tax charges of failure to pay his taxes in 2017 and 2018. The combined, now that's at a time when his father was vice president of the United States. And uh, no, actually it's not. 
It's uh, d uh, during a time uh, when, uh, yes, it is. It's during a time when his father was vice president of the United States. And the idea that he would be so thoughtless and such a jerk as to ignore his taxes, not, not realizing they were going to come after him, the combined tax liability is roughly $1.2 million over those years, according to people familiar with the plea deal who spoke on condition of anonymity. Uh, prosecutors plan to recommend a sentence of probation for those counts, these people said. Biden's representatives have said he previously paid back the IRS what he owed. Uh, we'll find out if that is true or not. The defendant has agreed to plead guilty to both counts of the tax information the prosecutors wrote. The second criminal information is about the gun charge. In that case, the letter says the defendant has agreed to enter a pretrial diversion agreement with respect to the firearm information. Handling the gun charge as a diversion case means Biden will not technically be pleading guilty to that crime. Diversion is an option typically apply to nonviolent offenders with substance abuse problems. And that would be the heart of the problem here with Hunter Biden. He had filled out a, a file saying he was not a drug user at a time when he said in his autobiography he was using cocaine every 15 minutes. More on uh, this tax revelation and uh, the Hunter Biden revelations and the reactions of President Trump, Ron DeSantis, and more coming up on the Medved Show. More of Michael Medved in a moment. I'm on the Michael Medved Show, for God's sake. This is God bless the Michael Medved Show. And on the Michael Medved show, uh, there sometimes is a terrible penalty that is involved for wrongdoing, uh, which goes beyond prison and goes beyond fines and goes beyond being placed on probation and high bail or anything. Uh, the penalty is humiliation, embarrassment. Uh, that is the case here. The real problem for Hunter Biden is uh, apparently not the fact that he's going to be pleading guilty to these tax charges uh, for which he'll be put on probation. And uh, and then he has the gun purchase agreement. The gun purchase that led to the criminal charge happened in late 2018 at a time when, by his own telling in his autobiography, Hunter Biden was regularly abusing crack cocaine. Yeah, he said in his autobiography, he wrote it, I was taking crack cocaine every 15 minutes. When he f That's probably an exaggeration. When he filled out paperwork to buy the gun, however, he denied using drugs or having a drug problem, exposing him to potential charge of making a false statement on the document as well as illegal gun possession once he acquired the weapon. Biden owned the gun... How long? Jeremy, the, see, people, he owned the gun for a total of two weeks, less than two weeks, because his then-girlfriend threw it away, uh, which was probably a good move, according to public accounts of that time period. Can we agree that somebody who's taking 
crack cocaine very regularly probably should not have easy access to firearms. I mean, again, the entire thing is humiliating. And what's humiliating about it is a flashback uh, from uh, Joe Biden himself. This, again, is not Hunter Biden. This is the president of the United States on May 5th of this year. So we're talking about, what, five weeks ago, uh, six weeks ago. Uh, this is uh, Joe Biden speaking uh, to Stephanie Rule. This is clip 15. First of all, my son's done nothing wrong. I trust him. I have faith in him. And it impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him. Okay. Proud of him? He's done nothing wrong? Okay, this is humiliating. It's embarrassing. And you understand, of course, it's a father speaking about his son. But by May 5th of 2023, after five years of investigation with the uh, David Weiss, the U.S. attorney down in Delaware, and president should have known better than that. And, and uh, Jonathan Carl on uh, ABC uh, actually also spoke to this idea of presidential humiliation. Uh, listen, this is clip 17. He insisted. He said, as recently as last month, my son did nothing wrong. Well, now his own Justice Department has entered into a, a, a plea agreement where his son has pled guilty to two crimes um, and, and, they, and has been charged with a, with a third crime, a felony. So clearly his son did something wrong. Okay, I think we can all agree. Uh, and by the way, there there's a great deal, and it's a great deal that is there on that laptop that Hunter Biden has done wrong and terribly wrong. And uh, 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 Jonathan Turley, a legal expert, professor at George Washington University Law School, he also uh, spoke about the idea that uh, if these reports are true and if it all pans out, Hunter Biden may get off with a guilty plea, a plea bargain, and no jail time. Uh, this is clip 19. So this plea deal does have all the uh, makings of a, an avoidance of any jail time. But more importantly, it was an evasion of the more serious allegations facing Hunter Biden and the Biden family. So it is historic in the sense that the president's son is going to plead guilty to criminal acts. It is going to be uh, very controversial for critics. I think for many, this is going to look like you ticketed the getaway driver after a bank robbery. You know, many people view the influence peddling allegations mm -hmm. as being a very serious form of corruption with potential crime. And he's going to plead guilty to relatively minor tax and gun charges. But that doesn't mean that they are done investigating the more major uh, influence peddling uh, crime allegations. That will continue to be investigated by Jamie Comer in the House of Representatives and the House Oversight Committee, uh, the Judiciary Committee, and Jim Jordan, who is aggressively pursuing this. 
these um, uh, we have two tweets of the day from the two leading Republican candidates for president of the United States, Donald J. Trump and Ron DeSantis. Our tweets from of the day to the Internet. I mean, wow, what a great, smart tweet. Change his password so he no longer has access to his Twitter feed. Did you send the tweet? I did not send that tweet. My system was hacked. I was pranked. Donald Trump hasn't tweeted at us once, and I'm starting to get worried about him. So we have a new tweet. All right. Can I do the honors? Stand by. Tweet alert. Okay, the, um, the first tweet is from uh, the former president, Donald J. Trump. Wow. Uh, by the way, wow <laughs> is the first uh, comprehensible word by from our one-year-old uh, baby granddaughter. And congratulations. In any event, President Trump says, wow, exclamation point. The corrupt Biden DOJ just cleared up hundreds of years of criminal liability by giving Hunter Biden a mere traffic ticket. Our system is broken. That's in caps. Except here's the point. It's not the Biden DOJ. The personnel involved in investigating this, the chief investigator appointed by Trump and selected by Trump to do this job. And uh, that's exactly why they had a very intense investigation uh, that uh, was focused on Hunter Biden for the last five years. Ron DeSantis, in his tweet, puts up, uh, looks like Hunter received a sweetheart deal and is not facing any charges on the massive corruption allegations. If Hunter was not connected to the elite D.C. class, he would have been put in jail a long time ago. Uh, again, uh, is that arguable? Well, maybe. But uh, it, the point that uh, Hunter Biden has enjoyed great advantages in life because he has a famous father and because the Bidens have managed to accumulate a, a good deal of wealth, his uncle and his father and the rest of the family, uh, of course he has benefited from those advantages. Uh, meanwhile, while all this is going on, uh, war between Republicans and Democrats, what about avoiding avoiding a war with China. And on the Michael Medved show, after a high-stakes meeting between the president of China, President Xi, and uh, the Secretary of State of the United States, Antony Blinken, uh, Xi said very clearly the world needs a stable U.S.-China relationship. Have we had that kind of relationship recently? No, not at all. Has this meeting changed anything and moved us at all in the right direction? Uh, nobody better to analyze that than Gordon uh, G. Chang. You can find him at Gordon G. Chang uh, on Twitter. He is the author of The Coming Collapse of China and the Great U.S.-China Tech War. Uh, Gordon, uh, did you see any positive aspects to the meeting that just took place between President Xi and Secretary Blinken? 
No, I didn't, Michael. And the reason is that, yes, relationships are not stable between the U.S. and China. But what occurred during Blinken's two-day trip to China, I think, further eroded deterrence. The problem here is that China is engaging in activities which are completely unacceptable. And some of those activities are resulting in the deaths of Americans. So, for instance, the fentanyl trade, which the Communist Party fully backs. Uh, we should not um, have the type of relationships that Xi Jinping wants because he wants to be able to do all sorts of things to undermine America, to destroy our society, and yet for us to maintain friendly ties. And, of course, we should not do that. The problem here, though, fundamentally, is that um, China doesn't respect the United States. Anthony Blinken allowed himself to be insulted and humiliated even before the trip began. And so I think that uh, basically China came away thinking it could do whatever it wants. Got to remember that Henry Kissinger a couple days ago said that war between China and the United States over Taiwan is probable. For once, I think he's right. And um, uh, what would be the best way to try to avert that war, or is the best move to just prepare for it? Well, we certainly have to prepare for it, because China is mobilizing all of its society for war, not just its military, but its civilians. It is uh, one of the most recent things it's been doing is purging the military of officers who don't want to go to war. And unfortunately, President Biden is not preparing the United States uh, to defend ourselves, our friends and allies. And so there's a more of a gap between China and the United States. What we need to do is basically the opposite of everything that Biden has been doing. If you notice, during the Trump years, many people, of course, did not like uh, President Trump's uh, relationship with Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, and, and Kim Jong-un. But the point is, Trump kept the peace. Whatever you may think of the way he did it, he kept the peace. Biden is pursuing policies that sound good to the ear, but have resulted in one disaster after another. There has never been such a rapid collapse in America's standing in the world as we have witnessed over these last couple of years. And right now, the world is in a very fragile state with war in Ukraine, uh, North Africa um, about to explode. Um, and then, of course, there's the problems in East Asia. So this is one of those exceedingly dangerous moments, Michael. You add uh, North Africa. Are you talking about Sudan? Talking about Sudan and Libya and uh, Morocco, um, what we have are China and Russia fueling insurgencies that are starting to look like wars. Um, so, for instance, uh, the Wagner mercenaries, Russians, have been helping the ra rapid support force, the insurgents. Um, Vladimir Putin doesn't have the money to do that. And my sources on the ground tell me that it's China paying Wagner. Um, but whatever it is, it's China and Russia working together. Um, Sudan's important for no other reason than you take a look at the map. It has a Red Sea coast, which means that if China and Russia take it over, they control the southern approach to the Suez Canal, which means they control the canal. Um, they're destabilizing Libya. And Morocco, our oldest friend, the first country to diplomatically recognize the United States, is now being pressured by a coalition of Russia, China, and Algeria. If you have the five countries that are on the rim of North Africa, if they go down, that pressures 
Western Europe because those five countries control the flow of contraband and people across the Mediterranean Sea. Okay, other than, uh, and we, which we've spoken about before, the, the need for more investment in our defense capabilities and uh, on a hurry-up, immediate uh, crash basis, in improving those capabilities. Beyond that, what is the most important change for U.S. policy that you would recommend? I think the first thing, um, well, there's so many things, and it's hard to prioritize them. Um, but I think that we need to have some rhetorical changes in the Oval Office. Last Saturday, we heard President Biden um, amplify and actually state Communist Party talking points about the spy balloon. That was, um, that was one of the worst episodes I can think of during my lifetime. We do not need Communist Party talking points coming from the Oval Office. So what we need is the President of the United States telling China that we will defend ourselves, our friends and allies, and that if China acts aggressively, um, we will impose the most severe costs on Beijing. Um, we just The Chinese need to know that they will lose their country if they attack us. And Biden is not willing to say that. The Chinese know he's not willing to say that. The Chinese sometimes hear warnings from Biden, but he, he, they know that he's not backing them up, specifically the warning about providing lethal aid to Russia. Biden talks about it. The Chinese are doing it. The Chinese know that Biden knows the Chinese are doing it. And yet we do not impose costs on China. And the Chinese see those hollow warnings. And once democracies start issuing hollow warnings, the worst things happen. That's, by the way, how World War II started in Europe hollow warnings from London and Paris. What about our relationship with our, our allies? I mean, it does, it does sound like we have uh, uh, more amenable governments now in Japan, in the Philippines, uh, that uh, we should be able to at least coordinate a, a more effective uh, joint response with uh, South Korea, Japan, uh, Philippines, uh, Australia, and other allies in the Pacific. Yes, I mean, uh, those countries are increasingly concerned about China, and so they are working more closely with us. And the Biden administration, it's done some good things there, especially the AUKUS pact, that's UK, Australia, US, on uh, nuclear-powered attack submarines. Um, but nonetheless, um, with Biden's catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan, um, we basically delegitimized our friends in New Delhi. And of course, India is critically important. Um, now you have an India which is, for various reasons, um, supporting Russia and Ukraine. Ukraine is, of course, the most urgent national security matter at this particular time. Um, and India needs our help on, on protecting themselves from China. We need to have the president of the United States put the hard word on New Delhi and just say, look, you're either with us or against us, but we're not going to help you uh, if you are going to support a Russian genocide brutality in Ukraine, because Ukraine is where it all is. You know, we think of Ukraine as a fight between Russians and Ukrainians, and of course it is, but the Chinese see it as a proxy war between itself and the United States. So the future of Taiwan and the future of East Asia is going to be determined, I think, in large part, if not entirely, by what happens in Ukraine. 
Uh, North uh, Korea called a failed uh, spy satellite launch the most serious shortcoming, vows a second launch. Uh, other serious news. Uh, you can stay abreast of all of it at uh, Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. Uh, he's the author, of course, of the coming collapse of China, and may his words prove prophetic. We'll be right back. The Michael Medved Show. Outstanding. From politics to pop culture and from coast to coast, this is The Michael Medved Show. And on The Michael Medved Show, uh, just a reminder, if you haven't uh, joined the crowd yet, joined the stampede, uh, never had anything like this, actually. But uh, on uh, six days ago, uh, June 13th, uh, okay, so it's seven days ago, uh, June 13th of 2023, uh, they posted up on YouTube, uh, the good people at Socrates in the City, a, uh, a video of uh, my conversation with Eric Metaxas about divine providence. And uh, it's under the heading, Michael Medved, God's Hand on America. It's about my book, uh, The American Miracle. And so far in the six days that it's been online, 98,328 views and counting. And um, my book, The American Miracle, which came out a couple of years ago, is suddenly uh, it's on the Barnes and Noble bestseller list in terms of religious history. It's number two on the Amazon bestseller list. And uh, people are fascinated and, and partially I mentioned for, for you to go to our website, to michaelmedved.com. You can have an easy path there. You just go to YouTube and uh, put in, my, it's under Michael Medved, God's Hand on America, which is the title of my second book on this subject. But uh, check it out because, again, with, with so much seemingly going wrong, uh, all around us. I, I mean, in terms of politics, in terms of world affairs, uh, when you look at the situation with China and the possibility of a war that would have much more direct American involvement than the war in Ukraine has so far. The war in Ukraine itself, yes, the Ukrainians are making, thank God, some progress, though it's very slow in their counter-offensive, but there is so much that depends on all of this. And the idea that it will work out well, there are reasons uh, to look back in American history, which is what I do, and to feel actually encouraged. Uh, at, at least we, we can do that. In terms of the politics, um, well, it's, um, it's complicated uh, right now. The uh, uh, defenders of Hunter Biden uh, say that uh, he's a recovering addict who is accused of relatively minor offenses, the type of case that would not typically be prosecuted by federal authorities. That's certainly true. 
uh, barring some additional aggravating factors that are not present in this case. Well, that's because the defenders of Hunter Biden believe that the idea of influence peddling, which is something that would involve federal charges, uh, they not yet, but uh, they're clearly going to be continued investigations about that as time proceeds. Um, the uh, defenders of Hunter Biden suggest that uh, the investigation would have been dropped long ago if Hunter were not the president's son. And uh, less than uh, an hour after Biden's plea agreement was filed in court, Trump took to social media, uh, his own truth social operation, of course, to criticize the deal, saying that the Justice Department had just cleared up hundreds of years of criminal liability by giving Hunter Biden a mere traffic ticket. Our system is broken, uh, capital B's. Congressional Republicans also quickly issued statements insisting that they would keep digging into Hunter Biden's finances. House Oversight and Accountability Chairman uh, Jamie Comer, Republican Kentucky, called the plea deal a slap on the wrist and a sweetheart deal adding, we will not rest until the full extent of President Biden's involvement in the family's schemes are revealed. Uh, the federal authorities began investigating Hunter Biden's finances in 2018. Much of that work has centered around whether he evaded paying taxes on money he collected from overseas business clients. Hunter Biden's finances became a subject of heated debate during the 2020 presidential campaign, you remember that, in part because of reports in the New York Post about a laptop computer that he purportedly dropped off at a Washington and Wilmington, uh, Delaware repair shop in 2019 and never came back to collect. The uh, laptop was turned over to the FBI in December of 2019, according to documents reviewed uh, by the Washington Post, and a copy of the drive was obtained by Rudy Giuliani and other advisors to then-President Trump a few months before the 2020 election. The, uh, at the time, in December 2020, after Joe Biden was elected, FBI agents approached Hunter Biden seeking to question him about his finances, and he publicly confirmed he was under investigation because President Trump had already uh, secured the special prosecutor who has been working on this for five years. At the time, a spokesman for Joe Biden said the president-elect had, quote, never even considered being involved in business with his family, nor in any overseas business whatsoever. If it turns out that that's a lie, and it may, uh, it would be a very serious blow, a very, very serious blow, uh, perhaps even a, a fatal blow to uh, Joe Biden's campaign for re-election. Uh, what else could be a serious blow to President Biden's campaign for re-election? And it's kind of a surprise to the whole world is the candidacy of uh, Robert Francis Kennedy Jr., uh, which has 
been gathering force and uh, cannot simply be ignored as much as uh, President Biden would like to ignore it. And he does have opposition, and there's a big piece today in the New York Times by Reed J. Epstein uh, under the heading, Kennedy campaign is a headache for Biden. Well, it could be more costly than a headache. It, it could be terminal for Biden. A part of what uh, uh, he writes is that some of uh, Mr. Biden's allies say they worry that the president's still nascent campaign does not fully grasp the depth of its problems with Democratic voters who have consistently told pollsters they would prefer that Mr. Biden not seek re-election. Voters remain uneasy about inflation and his stewardship of the economy and about his age. Uh, Mr. Kennedy's popularity in polls is largely because of his family, which has included three Democratic senators and a president uh, and a host of other high-profile figures. A CNN poll late this month, uh, late last month, pardon me, that showed Mr. Kennedy with 20% support against Mr. Biden found that the main reason voters liked him was because of the Kennedy name. Most voters don't even know about his radical position, not just on the COVID vaccine, but vaccines of all kinds. Surveys have suggested that large numbers of Democratic voters are willing to tell pollsters they would take anyone over Mr. Biden. A poll from a, um, a Baltimore TV station last week found that 41% of Maryland Democrats preferred their governor, who was just elected, just took office. Uh, their governor is named Wes Moore. He's an impressive guy. But 41% of Maryland Democrats would prefer him over Biden, even though Mr. Moore is backing the president's nomination. Uh, could Bobby Kennedy catch a spark? Maybe, said Michael Novogratz, who's a billionaire Democrat donor who supported Biden in 2020, but has pledged not to back any candidate who's older than 72. Well, that leaves out, of course, both Trump and Biden. He's alienated himself because of so of the anti-vax positions. He's talking about Kennedy. But he is a bright man, uh, articulate, eloquent, connected, has the Kennedy name, and would pull a lot of the Trump voters. Would that actually happen? And uh, what about the claim that we're on the verge of theocracy? We'll get to that debate and more coming up in this greatest nation on God's green earth.